0: Love, the Radio. Your hand reached into the depths of darkness. Your heart pulled me to the light above. Your You spoke the word that broke my heart. When did we really live like that?
1: Okay, everybody, this is Prayer International Radio. I'm your host for tonight, Sean Holmberg. Our call in number, 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for something, give us a call. So we haven't, um, pretty much most of last week, we didn't do the broadcast. Um, Chris was busy moving, and I was busy um Doing family stuff, being tired, just spending time with the Lord So for all y'all who were, um, wondering why we weren't around last week That's pretty much why, um, me and Chris have both been, uh, doing a lot of praying and, um, contemplating Um, I guess that's a good word, about the broadcast And have been going back and forth with the Lord on it, um not that we don't like doing the broadcast we we both love well i uh, let me rephrase that <laughs> sometimes we don't we just don't want to do the broadcast um and for whatever reason, either we're too tired or too busy or whatever and then but for the most part, we love doing it i mean it's been a blessing um and an extreme honor that the Lord has granted us the ability to um be here live with you, um, mostly seven nights a week, except we're off and on when we don't do it, and it's pretty amazing to see the Lord um, reach out and touch people in so many different countries to see him, his hand move in the lives of so many people, which we've had the opportunity to see over the last year and a half. So, um, I actually haven't, I don't think I've I've done the broadcast since last week, um, or a week, a a little over a week, and so, you know, I had some interesting things go about what happened with me and the Lord, um, and just different thought processes and conversations we've had, and, um, so I'll get into some of that, um. You know, I was listening to, um, this YouTube video of a, um, lady named Catherine Coleman who may you, many of you know who she is, um, or have heard of her, um, I think she died long before I was born, but she had an amazing, unique, uh, un- I can, I guess I can say unique relationship with God and with the Holy Spirit, um. In the church Especially if you grow up in the church Um It seems like Everybody goes around saying how they're friends with God Um Jesus said we are But everybody goes around and says I'm a friend of God And I have a relationship with God And everybody talks about having a relationship with the Holy Spirit Or More or less Always talking about how they're filled with the Holy Spirit And um And I really wonder sometimes And please don't take anything I'm saying in the wrong way um, But I've often wondered Through the course of my Christian life What all that really means Being friends with God Saying that we're friends with the Holy Spirit That we have a relationship with Him We know the scripture declares Jesus himself said, it is to your advantage I go away. I go away because if I don't go, then the helper cannot come to you or I can't send the helper to you. The Holy Spirit whom the world cannot receive, but when he comes, he will convict the world of sin, of righteousness and of judgment. This same Holy Spirit who was around since the creation of the world itself As the scripture declares That In the beginning the world was, up, was, up, was Without form and darkness Was on the face Of the earth and the spirit of God Was moving over the face of the waters And it says that It was the same Holy Spirit Who raised Christ Jesus From the dead descended on him During his baptism The same Holy Spirit that Filled the disciples in the upper room The same Holy Spirit Who gives gifts to men The same Holy Spirit that The book of Joel says that in these last days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh And your sons And your daughters shall prophesy And You know all that's Great and good But what happens When you want more What happens when That's not enough and, you know, some people would stop and say that caution you about desiring too much of the Lord. Um, but I don't think you can. I, I really don't think that there is ever a place where you, you cannot be hungry enough for the Lord. And I think there's, you can move past gifts and past anointings and the past works and where you get to the point where none of that really matters anymore. Um it's great when you're doing the works. The Bible itself says in Ephesians chapter two that we're his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And through his grace, through his mercy He has poured such an anointing out in all of our lives. He has given us His strength and such an amazing um, blessing and His grace and His holiness and the peace we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. But then when you're walking there comes a point that even uh, the miracles and um, the fruits or the actual gifts of the Spirit aren't good enough and you want to start seeing fruit and you want to start having something more. I remember there was a song we used to sing at church that said, more of you in my life. And you get to a point where you, you start questioning And I think we all need to question at times We all need to search the scriptures Seeking and then turning to the Lord To have him reveal to us what the scriptures actually mean Um, That he could give us revelation Into what his word declares Over the world, over our lives And you turn into the realm of what's possible as far as having a relationship with the Lord, and you know, I was listening to this video by Catherine Coleman, and she was talking about the Holy Spirit, but it, she wasn't talking about the Holy Spirit as you would normally hear it in church. Where she was saying, where like you would normally people hear pastors or worship leaders, and they're just saying, "Holy Spirit descend, and Holy Spirit come, rain upon us, Holy Spirit." Fill this place with your presence, Holy Spirit It wasn't any of that It was, he's my friend He's my companion He's the most real thing to me And you know, God's like that Beyond all the works and beyond the miracles And beyond the prayers There's still him And then there's us And there's such a big difference between the two Between him and us He changes not He's the same yesterday, today and forever And he he doesn't lie And his word is true And then we're us, men and women who um, strive to um, find our place in this world, find our place in Him, and to understand the mysteries, the uh, pretty much the one mystery that's been hidden from the world until the revealing of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is God in Him reconciling the world to himself through the death and resurrection of his son and it seems that no matter what you can experience in this life experience doesn't always um translate into relationship you can have amazing experiences with friends and with families and with people you know, but that doesn't always translate into the best relationship. Relationships come through um patience and they come through dedication and they come through unending and unending love and um I forget what the other word I was going to use is. And so I really took some time last week, um, through work and everything else, just um talking to the Lord about it. And you know, we do these broadcasts, and you know, the Lord has always been amazing. It's never been about me or Chris. It's always Sort of been us sitting back watching him Do stuff and being like Little kids Getting to see the Lord move Um, Always being Just as surprised And just as amazed To see his hand move and the way He moves And to see and it's like When your father takes you to work And you just stand back in awe Of what he does And it's sort of been like that For the last year and a half but something I noticed is that, um, you know, we do the show so many nights that um, you get to the point where you you really just don't have anything to talk about and you really don't have anything to say. Um, we started off not deciding that we weren't going to really plan we weren't going to do lessons and sermons or anything like that. We didn't want to be scripted and have some plan set down. Because we wanted the Holy Spirit to have free reign in the in the broadcast And what we found was how amazingly he would meet us at the beginning of every show Regardless of what our day was like, regardless of what was going on He would always be there and show up And he would move in our lives and in the lives of those who listened And we would never know who was going to listen Sometimes there would be one or two people. Sometimes there would be nobody. And then a bunch of people would listen to the archive later on. And we would never really know, and it really never mattered, because we figured that sooner or later, um, at least one person somewhere on some corner of this earth, the Lord was going to touch. And that one person would give the Lord their heart. And at that moment, it would all be worth it. But at the same time, there's times when me and Chris have been really tired and um, there's been so many other things in life going on that we've come into the broadcast not really having the best heart in doing it, not really wanting to do it, and we've gotten to the place of time where it's been like, okay, well, it's another broadcast. and um, So I'm being really honest with all of you out there tonight. And so sometimes it's like, okay, so we have have the broadcast tonight and – so we have an hour, two hours, and um, we'll just see what happens. And don't really feel like doing it, but we're going to do it. And if it was once a week or twice a week, it'd be I think it would be a lot different than every night. Just sort of, after a while, it takes a little bit of a toll on you. And, you know, I got to the point when I was talking to the Lord and I was like, Father, I don't want to just... Come on these shows And Just to be here Just because I need to be here I want it To be here Because I want you To really touch These people Because Anybody who Comes on the Block Talk Radio Looking for the Lord Of all places That people could Turn to the Lord Um Whether it's church Or the actual radio I mean The very fact that this This little niche Of Um An online uh, radio show That anybody could have one And the very fact That people come on here Looking for you They're not looking for me and Chris They're looking for you They're looking for you to move They're looking and They're seeking your face And I don't want to ever Get on these radio shows um, Without the complete understanding that That's why we're here It's not for me and Chris It's not so We can have some great ministry It's So that He can move That he can touch the hearts and lives Of people who really need him And So I think last week We pretty much just didn't do the show And Going forward um, We still plan on doing this show Seven nights a week Um, Though there may be nights We don't do it at all um, To be honest with you Um, But we're going to strive That whenever we do do it We're going to make sure That um, Our hearts are in the right place And that we're really hearing from the Lord And that we really have Something in our hearts from the Lord For all of you who are listening Um. Because we really want you seeking His face We don't want you just to come on Come listen to the radio show Just because it's there We want you really, really seeking after His face Um, And we really want all of you who are listening To really have a a really close and intimate, intimate relationship with the Father You know, many people don't know That you can have a relationship with God they they know that you can get saved and they know you can give your, your heart and your life to the Lord and you can say that he's your Lord and Savior but they don't know that you can have an actual relationship with him. They don't know that you can pray and talk to God and that he'll talk back to you and that he's listening. I mean, people don't know that he's actually listening. They don't know that he's Pretty much everywhere at all points and all times you never really have to pray Father We want your presence here because his presence Is already there Wherever you're at his presence is there No matter what it never changes It's just a matter Of your perspective and how You, and how you see it if your eyes are Open If you have this mind Of understanding That he's always present that you never have to ask for him to be there because he is And that sometimes all that you really have to do Is take your eyes off yourself And put your eyes on the Lord And it changes everything You know, our situations um, in life sometimes never change I mean, they do, but on a day-to-day basis The mountains and the and the struggles that we go through Don't always just disappear Um, Throughout the entire course of scripture We can see men and women of God Who sought the Lord with all their heart Who still faced battles Who still faced armies and um, struggles and sicknesses And whatever But the one thing that didn't change Was their hearts were set upon the Lord And I say that to say that Sometimes it's not your situation that's going to change But what needs to change is your perspective on the situation Your perspective on who you are in the situation The perspective on who God is And understanding what his word declares about you Not just about your situation Yes, Jesus said that you could If you had faith the size of a mustard seed You could say this mountain be removed and cast into the sea And it would be But sometimes the armies don't always go go away um, Sometimes there's still a battle to fight The question is if it's your battle to fight Or if it's the Lord's battle to fight Sometimes there's always going to be a wall in front of you Like Jericho And it's not a matter of you going and beating against the wall With all your might Sometimes what you have to do is put your heart upon the Lord and lift your praises to him for who he is And proclaim the victory that you have in the Lord Despite your circumstances And that is what causes the walls to fall That's what causes the mountains to be removed Or for, or even sometimes for the Lord Just to give you a way around the mountain. Excuse me So, um, one of the things, um, my wife is, it's interesting. Um, every night, um, she, um, has a laptop that, um, we got her and she loves to play this game called Mahjong, which I always thought was the stupidest game in the world because it's just like matching little tiles, but she loves it and, um, So when she isn't cleaning or doing whatever, she always, like, sits on the bed and plays this game while she's listening to um, Blue Letter Bible, which is um, this Bible website, um, like, um, Bible Gateway. And so one of her favorite preachers on there, because they have these audio, they literally have tons of um, audio files and where different um, pastors and evangelists, where they have um, either sermons or messages or just the Bible commentaries um, on an audio format, and so there's one, um, I guess he's a pastor named Chuck Swindoll, and I and mean, he's her favorite, and so she'll listen. So every night she gets home, and after everything's done, and the kids are taken care of, and she just. It's on her laptop and starts listening to Chuck Swindoll And, um, because he has this, um He has pretty much the entire Bible Old Testament, New Testament broken down Into little audio clips And she listens to it every night And, you know, so we just, like, sit in our bedroom And at times, and she used to just listen to it When she was going to sleep And now that's pretty much all she does All afternoon, every day Is listening to Chuck Swindoll, um And listen to the Bible And You know one of the things um, One of the last messages he was on Was he was on Romans um, And talking about Being human Which isn't actually the term he used But I guess that's the best term for us to use His term was being human And It was about Us living in the flesh and walking in the spirit at the same time You know, Paul said um, The things that I want to do Those things I don't do The goodness, um, Let me actually pull it up So I don't completely misquote, misquote the word of God It says, um, this is Romans chapter 7 And it's verse 13 It says Has then, this is this it? Yeah, okay It says, Has then what is good ...become death in me? Certainly not. But sin, that it might appear sin, ...was producing death in me through what is good, ...so that sin, through the commandment, ...might become exceedingly sinful. For we know that the law is spiritual, ...that I am carnal, sold under sin. For what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do not practice. But what I hate... That I will to do I do not do But the evil I will not to do That I practice Now if I do what I will not to do It is no longer I who do it But sin that dwells in me I find then a law That evil is present with me The one who wills to do good For I delight in the law of God According to the inward man But I see another law In my members Warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man am I, who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself will serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. That's a long, long passage. And, you know, what he's talking about is that We have this fleshly body and earthly desires Which sometimes go contrary to the spirit of God And that there's constantly this war among us The things that we want to do we always The things that we proclaim that we want to do We want to read our Bible every night We want to pray more We want to do this, we want to do that and but we don't always do it and the things we say we don't want to do are sometimes the things we do and you know we find ourselves um beating ourselves up over and over again because somehow we have this higher expectation of ourselves um, that we're going to wake up and be perfect and that we're never going to mess up, we're never going to stumble, we're never going to fall, but yet we all do. We all stumble, we all fall. We all, the Bible says, have fallen short the grace, um, the glory of God. And, you know, there was a scenario he gave, and he said, you know, we don't always think with the mind of God. The Bible says his ways are higher than our ways And his thoughts are higher than our thoughts And sometimes the enemy comes in And he takes our weakness And uses it as To try to condemn us with it But with God The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 There is therefore now no condemnation To those who are in Christ Jesus Who walk not according to the flesh But according to the spirit And he said you know sometimes It's like you have a kid who's riding a bicycle, and they they stumble and they fall, or even a, a kid learning to walk, and they take a step or two, and then they fall, and then they get up, and they take another couple of steps, and they fall. And you know the kid in their head, they're like, oh, my gosh, I can't do it. I fell again. I'm so horrible. I'll never be able to do this. And the parent's like, man, you made three amazing steps. You were doing so good. Maybe you fell, but you did so good Get up, let's try it again And it's a stark contrast between our thoughts and God's at times We see ourselves in not always the best light But the Lord always sees us completely different We we are so focused upon our shortcomings That we sort of lose track of the fact that The Bible says that he has forever perfected those who are being sanctified. That we've already been set apart and sanctified in his presence and in his sight. We've already been declared to be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Because the Bible says that we're saved not by our works, but by grace. It says in Ephesians chapter 2, by grace you have been saved through faith. That not of yourself it is a gift of God Not of lest any man should boast And You know sometimes The biggest distractions In our lives The biggest distractions that prevent us From Having a relationship with God Is not our relationship with God It's our own mind Um, There's many books out there I've read Or even a lot I have on my bookshelf That I haven't read And one of them is called The Battlefield of the Mind And over and over again Me and the Lord um, have discussions about this Usually it's just one sided And him trying to remind me of things That I should never forget Is that the majority of the battles that we fight in this Christian walk aren't based on our circumstances. They're not even based on our actions. They're based on the thoughts that we think. He said, "My thoughts. I know the thoughts I think of you. Thoughts of good and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope." The question is, do our thoughts line up with His thoughts? The Bible says to cast down every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God And bring them into captivity Every thought that would go be contrary to what his word already declared above over us Because you know sometimes our own thoughts can bring us into captivity to our flesh Because we allow them to Because we subject ourselves to our own thoughts Because the Bible says as a man thinketh in his heart so is he And then it says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You know, when Peter was on the water, walking toward Jesus, he was doing something supernatural, something that could have only been done through the Lord Jesus Christ. But he wasn't really paying attention to it, because his eyes weren't on his circumstance. Yes, he was walking on water, but his eyes weren't on the fact that he was walking on water. His eyes were on Jesus. His thoughts were on Jesus. His thoughts were on the Lord. And what was his thoughts upon? That Jesus said, he said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to the water. And Jesus said, come. So Peter's thoughts were on that Jesus said, come. That's what his thought process was. Jesus said, come. So I'm going to come. And that's it. The second he took his mind off of that and he started going on his own thoughts and letting the thoughts, like, go around in his head about who he was and what he was actually possible, what it was possible for him to do in himself, then all of a sudden he couldn't do it anymore. He couldn't walk on the water because he didn't have any ability in himself to walk in the water in the first place, and he realized that. Because in ourselves,
0: there's no ability to really
1: do anything. And everything that's good comes from the Lord, all the gifts, all the everything. (laughs) All the grace, all the strength, all the ability that we have in this life is because of him. And the question is, why would we let the enemy take that away from us? Because when the enemy, we allow the enemy to control our thoughts at the same time, inadvertently, we're allowing the enemy to steal our joy Because we let him take our mind off of the Lord And put it on ourselves or our circumstances Or uh, fear of him that we should never have in the beginning Because the Bible says he hasn't given us a spirit of fear But of power and of love and of a sound mind And so over and over again, the Lord has to um, Tell me over and over again That It's not my relationship with him that changes It's my perspective on our relationship And you know, I think I've taught on this before Adam and Eve, when they were in the Garden of Eden And they sinned Yes, they had sinned, that's true And there's no denying that There's no getting around the fact that they disobeyed the Lord But as far as their relationship with the Lord went, the biggest thing that changed was their perspective on it. Because they immediately thought, well, they're, I mean, and their relationship did change to a degree because they had sinned and there would need to be a sacrifice. Because the Bible says without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins but the biggest thing that changed at that moment outside of the very the fact of the sin was their perspective on the relationship they had with God because immediately they hid from God they they ran from God they tried to hide themselves because they were ashamed and the enemy brought condemnation upon them and there's no telling what thoughts he put in their heads at that moment about what God would do when he found them And they were probably scared to death of what would happen when they came in contact with this God who they were best friends with and walked with on a daily basis, so they hid from him, but yet he still came calling he still came looking for them because though he he had known what they what had happened, it didn't change his love for them, their sin. And their disobedience Couldn't change who he was And so he Still came for them Still loved them And so much more us Need to understand That He doesn't change in our lives Regardless of What happens in our lives Regardless of what struggle you have to go through Regardless of What problems you have Where you may have messed up Where you may have missed the mark Where you may have gone left When you should have gone right When you should have done something and you didn't Or you shouldn't have done something and you did None of that changes who he is He's the only thing that's permanent He's the only thing that's constant He's the only thing That's unchangeable He said I am the same yesterday, today and forever Heaven and earth will pass away But he'll remain the same And his love is from everlasting to everlasting He said there is therefore now no condemnation To those who are in Christ Jesus Which for anyone out there who's given their heart to the Lord You too are in Christ Jesus And the Bible says that you're a new creation in Christ It says old things have passed away Behold all things have become new That doesn't mean that it'll always appear That all things have passed away And all things have become new But at times appearances are deceiving We don't always feel saved. We don't always feel anointed. We don't always feel his presence around us. But it doesn't negate what's really true, and it doesn't negate what's real. Um, You may not always feel his presence around you, but his presence always is. You may not always feel his love or be able to understand the Uncomprehendable love he has for you But that doesn't mean that it's not real You may not be able to completely comprehend and fathom The forgiveness we have in Christ Jesus Through the shedding of his blood But that doesn't change in the slightest bit How powerful the blood of Jesus is And what his work really did There's millions of people in this world who don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ Who don't believe he died for their sins But their inability or lack of belief Doesn't diminish at all the power of his blood To save to the utmost those who will call upon him Because his word declares that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved And it doesn't change the fact that it says that he has forever perfected those who are being sanctified. Once for all, he entered behind the veil, offered his own blood before the mercy seat of heaven, and is forever perfected. He is forever sanctified. He has forever declared us righteous and holy in the presence of the Most High God through his work upon the cross and not through our own work. but you can't always see that. But faith isn't always about seeing. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith goes beyond what you can see with your physical senses, what you can smell, what you can taste, what you can touch. And it goes to... What your spirit declares That he is true You know you have a You may have a bill coming up Or you may have Some kind of financial issue and you don't know how you're going to do it. You don't know how you're going to take care of it. You don't know how the Lord's going to take care of it. But it doesn't change the fact that he's going to provide for you. You may not see it coming. You may not know how he's going to provide, but he will. He may not provide it exactly in the way you think. It may not be in the exact time frame you think. But there's no need to worry about it Because the Bible says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof And he's not worried And we who trust in the Lord shouldn't be worried or afraid But should be able to be enter into the rest Where you're completely and totally dependent upon the Lord And you cast all your cares upon him and you realize that in our flesh there's almost only so much that we can do. But his word declares that his grace is sufficient and his strength is made perfect in our weakness. You may have someone that you've been praying for, um, for whatever it is, and you don't see... Um, the answer to your prayer inside And you keep praying and you keep praying And you keep waiting and you keep waiting And the lack of an answer Doesn't mean the Lord isn't moving It just means that you can't see What's happening in the spiritual realm The Bible declares that if we know He hears us We ha- we know we have the petitions we ask of him And so We have to learn As a body of believers Sometimes, as we were saying, to move past the gifts and to move into the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, righteousness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Patience is one of those things we have to um, learn from the Lord. We have to learn from the Holy Spirit for Him to develop patience in us. But Then again, it says the testing of our faith produces patience. And we have to understand that, you know, Jesus said that His Father knows the, the things that you need before you ask of them. He knows what you're going to pray before you pray it. He knows what you're going to say before you say it. He knows the thoughts that are on your heart. Before the broadcast, I had this little funny episode. Um, have you ever... Have you ever noticed that at times we try to rehearse what we're going to say to God before we say it? Which sort of seems um it seems silly in a way to try to plan beforehand what we're going to say to the Lord when he knows every thought that's on our heart before we before the words can even come out of our mouth? And it's almost like we could free up half of our time in prayer if we would just, like, the minute we think something, we're just like, okay, God, you know what what I'm thinking. You know my heart. You know, the Bible says that one of the reasons God chose David wasn't because he was a great orator. It was because he was a man after God's own heart. And I don't think it was, he didn't have any place to preach. I mean, he was out there, like, tending sheep and fighting bears and stuff, but he was a man after God's own heart. Because God looked, God looked at his heart, and um, so I thought that was funny. And so I was actually like, in my, I was actually like thinking about things I wanted to pray, and what I wanted to pray. And then I started to pray them, and then I was like, okay, hey, that's sort of pointless, because you already know what they are. And I say all that to say that the Lord knows your heart. The Lord knows your faithfulness to him The Lord knows your desires to serve him And he's Even more faithful Than you can possibly imagine To fulfill his word in your life Which he's already spoke over you Before you were born Throughout your entire life He's been speaking his word over you Declaring it in scriptures Before the world even began Declaring The plans and purposes he has for your life And he's going to accomplish them As the scripture says Until the day of Christ And there's nothing that can change that It says we're more than conquerors Through him that loved us We're more than conquerors Through Christ Jesus But the interesting The the key to that phrase Is we're more than conquerors In Christ Jesus We're not more than conquerors when we're out there doing everything on our own And we're like, okay, I'm going to go run this I'm going to go jump this mountain And I'm going to go do this and I'm going to go do that Because then it's just us out there doing something But when you're trusting the Lord And you're allowing the Lord to to work in your life And you're allowing the Lord And you're actually getting to the point where you're like Okay, God, I'm, I'm done, I can't do anymore I've done all I can do, I'm trusting you And then God's like, good, I can actually move now. Sometimes we we strive so hard to do things and to come up with our own solutions that we don't really give much place for him to do anything. We're too busy trying to make plans um, about how we're going to solve a problem that we can't solve. And then we go to the Lord, and it's like, okay, Lord, um, I need you to do this. And then right after we finish praying, we still sit around trying to, like, come up with solutions in our head. As if we expect, to, expect the Lord's going to like answer our prayer But he's going to answer our prayer Based on what our solutions we come up with are And that's rarely ever the case with the Lord His ways are higher than our ways His thoughts are higher than our thoughts And he'll do things In such spectacular fashion in our lives That leaves us Completely, completely speechless at times He'll provide because he's a provider He'll shower you with grace and mercy Because of the love which he has for us Not based on what our achievements are Or what works we can give him Or how well we perform at being Christians He'll Do it just because of who he is Because of how much he loves you He'll move mountains And he'll change the world around you If that's what it takes To have a relationship with you If that's what it takes To get your eyes upon him Because in the end It's not about the works It's not about ministry It's not about any of that It's about the relationship you have with the Lord It's about trusting Him It's about seeking His face It's about really just knowing Him The best part of Jesus' ministry Wasn't when He got to walk around And lay hands on the sick And raise the dead and all that other stuff It was the moments He got to spend with His Father Because those were the moments he was dependent upon He wasn't dependent on the praise Because he already knew who he was And he knew the glory that belonged to him Before the world began And he knew that the same glory he'd have with the Lord again But those things that happened and those things that he did and the miracles and the works he performed were just an outpouring of the love he had for the world. Even today he does signs and wonders and he heals the sick and he raises the dead and he changes the hearts of people and he heals people and delivers them, not... Always just for the praise, but sometimes it's just because of his compassion for the world. But he didn't live off that. He lived off those moments with his father. He lived off the community he had with God. And we too should count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. We too should... Have a priority of Seeking his face Of Spending The majority of our thoughts Not on Necessarily praying for the things We need but just Getting to know Who he is Because what does it say Seek ye first the kingdom of God And his righteousness and all these things Will be added unto you What things all things It says we have been blessed With every spiritual blessing In the heavenly places in Christ It says we're Sons and daughters of the most high God having been adopted into the family Of heaven Having an inheritance Incorruptible Undefiled Reserved for us in heaven Jesus said all things That the father has are mine Therefore I said the Holy Spirit will take of what is mine And declare it unto you Everything we could ever need or ever hope for and things we can't even possibly comprehend already belong to us or already are already our inheritance in Christ Jesus. The only thing we need is him. And all the things in this life that we have need of, he'll automatically provide just because that's who he is. He is the provider of manna. The bread of life Yeah, we don't need physical manna Because we have the real manna Which came from heaven Which is the Lord Jesus Christ Because he is the bread of life And in him we move And have our being So this has been um, Prayer International Radio Um we're only going to do the show for an hour tonight because I got to um, get up and go to work in a little bit. So, Father, for all those who are listening, who are going to listen to the archive, um, God, I ask that they don't hear any words that I say, Father, but the Holy Spirit, You would speak to them, Father. Even if You don't use any of the words I said, Lord, that You would just touch their heart, Father, in Your own. Way Holy Spirit that you would reveal yourself To them And you would reveal The love of the Lord Jesus to them And the power of his resurrection In our lives Father that you would establish them in your word And let them be rooted and grounded In the truth Of who you are Father And who they are in you Lord You would have strengthened them with might in their inner man father through your spirit open the eyes of their heart lord that they would know what is the hope of their calling father lord that you would pour out your love upon them father and reveal to them the greatness and immeasurable love which you have for us father from everlasting to everlasting father Amen.